Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer. I am very passionate about helping others to achieve an abundant life fueled by spiritual principles and emotional balance. In this podcast series, we delve into spiritual self-care. Yes, we will explore exercising our minds and bodies, but more importantly, we will discuss strengthening our inner being, embracing God's love, and being filled by the fullness of God. As you take this journey with us, we want to inspire possessing your authentic selves and happiness. Ladies, I'm so happy that you joined us today. I hope that you've been having a great time with us learning how to believe in ourselves, with us learning how to be our own cheerleader. And of course, every time I have a new topic, I always enjoy having people on the show who can share more light, share more insights, uh, just to continue to inspire and keep us on our transformation train. So today I have a wonderful guest here. Her name is Roxanne. Roxanne, can you please introduce yourself and let us know a little bit more about you? Oh my gosh, I just loved your intro. I'm telling you, I am on the transformation train too. And you know what? It's not something you get on. uh, It's something you stay on. And I just think life is constantly a a learning opportunity. Anyway, I am married to my honey for 35 years, Brian. I have four kids that are all grown and gone. The nest is empty. And I have two grandsons. That's exciting. And uh, what I do for uh, my days is I, I just live, come here, I just live to speak passion and truth into the hearts of others. So I do that through writing. As an author, I've written a couple books. I write for you version. I'm a corporate care chaplain. And so I'm an author and a speaker. I do women's events to speak and build other women too. So I feel like you and I got linked up because we both, we both live on the transformation train. We both know that every day we get another opportunity and God just crossed our paths. So I'm thrilled to be with you today. He sure did. And in in that excitement, one of the things that attracted me to you as the more I get to know you is your exuberance. You definitely have a spirit of just fervor and joy, and it's very contagious. And I know for our listeners, you're probably like, I can't see that. So you just have to take my word for it. But that's who Roxanne is. And when you meet her, you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to turn it up a little bit just to kind of match your, your level of exuberance. So I, I do appreciate you joining us today and, and hopefully we can get some more of that out of you and, and others can have that experience as well. Well, you know what, Kamir, I love the, I, I just live a life pretty excited, but you know what I'm realizing that I'm so attracted to people who are solid and stable and not excited. And I'm kind of a peel me off the ceiling excitement. And I never want my personality to uh, make people not hear truth. And so mm. I, I live somewhere between screaming and yelling and jumping on the table and trying to be wise enough so that people can hear truth from us. 
So I will try and tone down my passion just an ounce, but I don't know how to not be passionate about this stuff. Yeah. And if you already hear me, I'm very passionate. You don't have to turn down anything. This is definitely a place to be yourself. Yes. Good. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, be exuberant. Feel free. There, there, there's uh, no harm of how the Lord created us. And, and that's one of the elements that we try to represent so much within our podcast is being in a place where we're comfortable with who we are and comfortable with how God has made us. Did you know that believing in yourself opens the doors to many opportunities? Join Jay Intel and A Healing Peace Tuesday, August the 24th, 7 p.m. Central Time for our online faith-based workshop, Believing in Yourself. In this workshop, we will provide a supportive and fun evening to help boost your self-awareness. You will receive tools for identifying your inner strength and capabilities while placing your security in God. Go to ahealingpeace.com forward slash register to sign up. So let's go ahead and dive into some of my good old questions for you. As I stated before, we're talking about how to be our own cheerleader. And Roxanne, I'm going to just throw that out to you. What does that mean? And what does that mean to you? Well, I don't know about anybody else, but I find that I happen to be in the center of my world and that wherever I go, there I am. And no matter where I go, I always find myself there. Now, my husband might not be there. My kids might not be there. No telling who's not there, but I am. So I'm constantly realizing that good, bad, or ugly, I end up, my life ends up being, uh, uh, what is the scripture? In Luke 8, it said, out of the abundance of the heart, you know, Mm. the man man speaketh and life floweth. And as a man thinketh, so is he. So I thought, oh my gosh. So you mean I can't blame anybody? Mm. And so once we realize that the blame game never worked, it never worked in the Garden of Eden, and it still doesn't work today. Once I realized I couldn't blame anybody, I realized, okay, I, I'm with me. I'm, God designed me as a masterpiece. He knit and knew me in it beforehand, and he assigned me good works. And I just need to figure out who me is and, and what me, what masterpiece of me did he assign the good work? So I actually think, and certainly, come here, certainly today, there's a conversation about mental health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goodness. Mm-hmm. There's a conversation about solid ground in a shaky world. I mean, gosh, you would never want to listen to the news today because it could make your world really shaky. So I had to decide, who am I? Who's am I? What's my purpose? What's my destiny? And what's my solid ground? And how do I live on purpose and with peace of mind? And so I just realized that that's not something you can go to Walmart and just buy a dose mm. of that information. You can't buy a dose of that self-confidence or that identity. You cannot buy a dose of I'm not listening to any lies and I'm only listening to truth. This is something that we have to work at. Mm. And I find that good in equals good out. And so I've got to watch what goes in so that I can watch what comes out. And if I only have trash going in, whether that's on social media, and not, not all social media is trash, and not all TV is trash. But if I, have, if I do not have life-giving things going in, then life-giving things can't come out. And who was it? You know, what, what president back in the day said, I think man's just about as happy as he decides to make it up his mind to be. 
Well, I think that we kind of live out of the fulfillment that says as much as abundance is in us flows out. And I have found that when my well is empty, there's not a whole lot to flow out of an empty well. So I work on being around just living in truth, Mm -hmm. loving myself. You know, the word says that we should love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And that preempts the notion, if you're going to love your neighbor as you love yourself, you better kind of love yourself and know yourself. And so anyway, I just, I've decided to find out what kind of elbow in the body of Christ God meant me to be and what did he purpose me to be to accept that. You and I both talked about our passionate personalities to go ahead and accept who he created me to be, study my strengths, study my weaknesses, live in my lane, do not try and want to do something that I'm not called or gifted to do. And it just takes, I just realized that it's not rocket science to think that we would have to work on keeping our hearts encouraged. Mm -hmm. And I want, I, I know you spend your life doing that. You spend your life trying to encourage others, and I do too. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it won't happen without intentionality. Yeah. And I, I'm so grateful for the elements that you shared. Actually, you shared a lot. So I'm going to try to simplify some of the elements, not all of them. But there was two things that really, well, actually three. Well, more than three. But I'm going to just pick three for time's sake of where you discussed is like being our own cheerleader definitely comes from a place of abundance. And you talked about the abundance of the heart. And in those elements of that abundance, we're not shifting the blame. We're not comparing ourselves to others, but we're living in a place where we're secure and that we're growing in God and allowing him to continue to inspire us. And one of the words that you used was masterpiece. And I know a long time ago, one of my podcasts, we, I went through some scriptures where it talked about being wonderfully made. We've heard that so many times, but in that it's a matter of being a masterpiece because God is creating us in this beautiful tapestry. And so I really do appreciate you bringing that part up as, wow, I'm being my cheerleader. I'm, I'm being in tune to that masterpiece that God has created. And then the third element that I really appreciate is about love. And in that love, not only will you be able to love your neighbor, but also hopefully you can exude that love to your neighbor because you're loving yourself. That's right. I'll tell you, hurt, you know, angry people spit out venom and loving people spit out love. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a two, it's a two-way deal. Yeah. And as you bring it up that venom, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about, because as you were talking about these elements, it's like if we're able to embrace them continually, for me, I, I feel like there's a sense of freedom that comes. Yes. There, there's a, a sense of releasing all these crazy things that's happening to us and being in the place of contentment. And when we're not in that place of contentment, you kind of already spoke about it, but I'd like to go in a little bit more detail, which is we spear out this evilness. We spear out these elements that are not necessarily creating of God. And so when we're in that place where we're almost being derailed because of circumstances, how do we begin to say, okay, this is not the place I want to stay at? And what does that look like? Okay, well, 
I know that you know that for the last three years, I've been writing for version, the Bible app that uh, allows people to read different reading plans. And I've written 15 plans in version. And one of the plans I wrote that is called the voices and the choices. And Tamir, I believe every day we get we get up into a battlefield because we're living in this world and we're not living, we're living in a kind of a world that is broken. And so there's voices and choices. And I, I, I speak about four voices that we hear every day. We hear the voice of the father, of course, who gave us, who gives us new mercies and grace every morning, calls us to not only live in love, uh, be in love and to love others because he is love. Then there's the voice of the enemy who says, heck to the mm. no, no, no. Are you mm. kidding me? You actually really think that he said you could love others well and that y- you are it and you are enough, you know, the voice of a liar. Mm. So that's the second voice we hear every day. We hear the voice of truth and we hear the voice of a liar. And then we hear our own self voice that says, oh my gosh, you got to be here at eight o'clock. You got to be here. All the things that we wanted to do that day. We hear, I hear the voice of myself mm. speaking to myself that day. And then I always hear the voice of the other and the other might be my husband, my boss my child, whoever is the other person in my life at the moment, speaking, hey, could you get me some breakfast? Or, hey, I need this. So these four voices are going on in our lives all the time. And to me, I know your listeners want, I mean, if we could choose voice one, two, three, or four, if we could choose hamburger A, B, C, or D, we all would be in agreement that we would rather hear his voice, the voice of truth. We would rather have his will his way than even our own choices of the day. And so this laying down of my will, my way every morning, before I even get out of bed and, and binding all the crazy, noisy voices and just say, Lord, I want to hear your voice above all others. Mm-hmm. It's like going uh, to the fountain and getting living water so that you can spill out living water every day. And I just know that these choices are ours, but if we're not aware that these voices are real and the, that the wire is constantly lying, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You remember that past issue? Let's just carry that past issue like a big trophy into your life, like a burden. Don't think you'll ever get over that past issue and bring it to greater mm-hmm. glory through redemption. Oh, no, no, no. Well, that's just a lie of the enemy. You know that, and I know that. So I just know that when we get away from living in trust and fullness and intimacy, and we're living in with an empty well and lies of the enemy and really exhaustion and probably probably depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. but there are some choices that we have every day. Remember I said we can't blame anybody else? Right. So at, at what I'm realizing is back in the day when I was feeling under the, a lot of the burden of the weight of anxiety or depression because I was in a real valley of my life, I remember, you know, feeling like, well, I'm blaming the valley of my life and all these things that are going on for my anxiety and depression. And you know what I've learned from here is that anxiety and gratitude cannot reside in the same heart at the same time together. And so I... I started off into this journey of a grateful heart and the transforming train on the grateful heart. And it, it just, I, I became so focused on all the gifts that God had given me every day and all the truth and the promises he offered me and the peace beyond all understanding that was available to me and the favor that he was bestowing upon me. I became so focused on all the good that the bad and the anxiety, it was like a, it was like a crazy antidepressant my grateful heart was. And so I think when people get derailed by life 
and they find themselves not living in an abundant place. Mm-hmm. I just think we have to go back to the basics. Stop listening to the voice of the liar, even the voice of yourself, and, and really elevate the voice of, of the one that speaks truth and gives you power, strength, and provision. Yeah, and I'm glad that you shared that right there because I was just about to ask that question. Did you know that a Healing Peace podcast is a part of a larger community? That's right. A Healing Peace is the educational component of J Intelligence, J Intel. J Intel is a nonprofit organization that promotes a faith-based message of healing and emotional wellness. Together, we create programs that empower women in their emotional health and wellness process with faith-based and therapeutic tools. These tools educate, connect, and transform into the abundant life that God provides. Learn more about JNTEL at JNTEL.org. How do we get out of that place of not listening to that lying voice? And so what I heard was being fueled on the truth, gratitude, and was there one other element that you stated? I think I, I feel like I missed something. Well, I do think one of gratitude is huge in my life. And that's probably the two biggest components of my life right now are gratitude and humility. I seek those mm. more than anything. Uh, humility is just therein lies the truth because honestly, I don't know about you, but I could never ma- manufacture my next breath, let alone change the world. But I have a God who gives me life and breath and actually wants to use me to change the world. So the humility that it's all about him, but he empowers me, kind of a humbling thing. And then the gratitude is a a component. So those are two huge components that bring me back into a place. I'd like to talk to your listeners about the fact that Sometimes we get what we think is to the end of our rope. Mm-hmm. I've had one of those moments not too long ago. The end of the rope I have found is the very best place you can be if it leads you to the end of yourself mm. and to quickly get to the foot of the cross and ask him to carry the yoke that is so weighing you down. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lord sometimes looks down at us. And he, he, you know, I, I think we're dying because we're at the end of our rope and the end of ourselves. And I don't. I kind of have to wonder if he's a good, good Abba Daddy father looking down at us going, now, are you sure you're at the end of yourself or is there some self and control freaks left? Because if you still want to be in charge, then you can keep at it. But if you're really at the end of your rope and at the end of yourself, I am ready and always available to step in and give you more power, peace and provision than you ever knew. Yeah. Is that not crazy to think? Yeah. And so I've looked at I've looked at the end of myself not as a bad place, but as an invitation to a great place. Yeah. And it's funny that you shared that because that's something that I just recently went through where I had that period of being disillusioned, trying to figure out, okay, what do I do next? And I haven't been in that place in a really long time. So when I got to that place, I was so confused. I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. And a friend of mine was very smart in her advice. And her advice was, you know, this is that period where God is removing your distractions, reevaluating your motives, and getting you back to a place where you are being surrendered and listening to him. And the advice was just be still and allow him to speak through you or to you in this season. 
I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm reading a I'm reading a book for my sixth time. It's called Waiting on God by Andrew Murray. Mm-hmm. And in our mind, when things aren't like they're supposed to be, don't you like Lisa her first book when she said, it wasn't supposed to be this way. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Well, and God was supposed to do everything on Tuesday, right? Right, right. Well, anyway, when we find ourselves confused or, or in a place that it wasn't supposed to be this way or that we're, our control freak is going nuts because we're impatient and, and we're lost, I look at that now as a place, just an invitation to intimacy. An invitation to take a daggum deep breath mm, mm-hmm. and to remember, I'm not in charge of my world and I don't want to be. Mm. And to say, I'm super glad that I have a sovereign, good father that is trustworthy, that is faithful. And he's just reminding me that it's all about him and it's not me. And I simply am a branch on the vine and I can't do it without him. And I think the more we realize we can't do a day without him. It's hard for control freak, but once you surrender to the idea that him through you is better than you living for him, oh my gosh, there's so much freedom, come here. There's so Mm. much freedom in kind of this dying to live, which is the name of one of my Bible plans. There's so much freedom in dying so that you can live. Sure. I just don't don't get me going on it. And in that statement about the freedom to die to live, I know that you wrote another Bible study or application in terms of game changers. And I'm assuming that some of those elements are there as well in the sense of I'm learning how to die to myself. And in that, there's a shift in my life. There's a shift in my perspective. There's a shift in what I'm receiving. Can you talk a little bit more in detail about the elements that you wrote about and the things that you learned from it? Yes, yes. Well, I'm so glad you brought the word shift because I believe that there are paradoxical truths in the Bible that cause paradigm shift. Now, paradigm Mm. shift is when you look at life one way and then all of a sudden you look at a totally different way. I don't know about your listeners, but I've gotten to a place where... I ask God to reveal himself to me in the next steps. And I, and I want to hear his voice. You and I have a mutual friend, Deanne Higgins, and she really speaks about how we have a God that wants to speak to us. He wants to be in relationship with us. He wants to empower us and sustain us and deliver us and purpose us and redeem us and restore us. Hmm. And he so invites us every second, every minute, every day into this powerful, free intimacy and yet we're so busy running on the performance treadmill exhausted and disillusioned Mm. so once I realized that some of the paradigm shifts for me was I kind of had a control freak in me that I I was born probably on the performance treadmill and I found a lot of pride in performance I actually probably thought I should work my way to heaven and that's just nothing short of exhausting and I, I finally found that this, this paradigm of being empty so that I could be full? What? What? Be empty so that I could be full? That's a shift. Yeah. Or how about the idea of dying so that I could live? Mm. What? And, and so these types of things, yeah, I did talk. I talked about that 
you know, I've talked about a lot of the game changers in this conversation because they're just life-giving. But mm-hmm. I did wrap a lot of those game changers into the 15 Bible plans, which have now been produced in my new book called Breathe 101 Life-Giving Devotionals, which is available on Amazon. And a lot of these, I actually talk about paradigm shifts. I talk about the paradoxes of the Bible. Um, and I mentioned two here, you know, die to live and empty to full. Those are just two biblical paradoxes of many. And I, and I talk about them in my uh, Bible plans and in my book. Isn't it crazy? It's kind of that opposite world. Um, how, whatever we would think in this world, uh, very often it's just the very opposite. And that's kind of humbling. Hmm. Isn't that not humbling? Yeah. Which always keeps you in a place where I'm not sure you ever think you can figure it out because just sometimes you think you figure it out. Everything's bigger than what you thought. Yeah. And and you shared so many things in terms of the performance trap and and especially the humility because I don't think most people wake up and say, I want to be humble today. I know that's not usually <laughs> my first thought. <laughs> Yeah, praying for humility is like praying for patience. Nobody wants to do it. Humility, patience, and faith. Those three, you're like, oh, some stuff ought to come my way. I know. Well, you know what, uh, Kamir, I just got through listening to Craig Rochelle's book, Dangerous Prayers. And man, talk about danger. He says, break me, mold me, and send me. I mean, something crazy. Oh, no, search me, break me, and send me. Mm. Well, those are as bad as. Those are as bad as humility and patience. Search me, break me, and send me. Yeah. So I think I think that talk about a paradigm shift. Who in their right mind would want to pray, break me, <laughs> search me, and break me to send me? Yeah. Oh no 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 no. But if you are willing to humble yourself, I, I just think there's I don't know there's just such beauty in the exemplary humility of Christ mm. who humbled himself. Not to the, not to be served, but to serve and to die for us. The, the, the primo example of humility. And if we want to be conformed to the image of Christ, that is the number one character quality we start with. Sure. And within that, what I, I'm curious though, so that we can leave without feeling like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. One of the things that I, I like to make sure that I bring forth is that anytime God present something to us that seems really challenging or something where we feel like it will break our spirit, there's always a promise with it. You know, one of the passages that I'm thinking about, I shared with some friends of mine a while ago is Second Chronicles 7.14. And in that passage, it talks about seeking God, going to him, turning from our sins. And most people get stuck with, oh my gosh, I got to do all this changing. I'm not there yet. But the promise in the passage was that when you're doing those things, A, God will hear your prayers. B, he will forgive you. C, he will heal you and restore back to those things that were taken from you. And so, so many times when we hear these character development lessons, we lose sight that man, God does have a victory in store and he does provide promises to that depth of humility, to that depth of surrender. And his promise is, I will provide. 
I am an abundant of provision. I am abundant of protection. I am the abundance of being comforting you. I am the abundance of loving you. All of these elements are what we receive in return for being at his feet. Love it. I love it. Well, you, you mentioned that he is a restorer. So he doesn't come to burden us. He comes to restore us and give us a future and a hope. And I love that it's not just, okay, it's more than we could hope or imagine. Mm. What? What? It's not just a, it's a, uh, I don't know, through the 2020 and 2021, I know there's been so much hard information on our in our world and on our news Mm -hmm. but you know what I've really done in this past season is I've really tethered my peace of mind and my joy to the faithfulness and the character of God and not to the news not to circumstances not to vaccines not to people not to circumstances and he has kind of restored and sustained my peace of mind because Mm -hmm. it's not in this world anyway Mm -hmm. And I think he's up to more than we could hope or imagine because, but it would be wild for us to think, but remember the whole paradigm, we don't think as God thinks, praise God, he's bigger than my thoughts. Right. And as you shared that, I I sense, I I, I feel it, that we could talk all day. (laughs) (laughs) You think? You could feel our excitement for what we've learned in, in God's power. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so for for those who are listening, and of course you've been with me for a while, you know that at some point I realized, oh, we're talking too much, but there's more to be talked about. And so this is a great place for us to end for today. Please again register for our workshop that is coming out August 24th on a Tuesday. We're going to be talking about believing in yourself. You're getting a little taste with our conversation with Roxanne today, as we're talking about being our best cheerleaders or our own cheerleaders, but come back next week. I have some more things to share. Well, let me rephrase to ask Roxanne. And it's funny because as I'm doing all this wonderful talking, I forgot to ask her if she's coming back. I just assume she will because I'm excited to talk to her. So let me be polite and say, oh, Roxanne, will you please come back and join us are, again? Are you kidding me? I would love and be honored to. I'm just thrilled with this conversation. Alrighty. All right, ladies, come back next week. 